0: we are discussing episode 12 entitled Faith. I really like this episode if for no other reason than it has Julie Benz in it so that's I'm gonna, a big plus. I'm gonna lead off with that.
1: Yeah Julie Benz I love when she turns around and she you know you, you first see her for the first time and you're like Darla! Yes. She yep. was on Buffy. Yep. Yes. And I, Darla, I do that
0: and, and I so I was like my, my initial thing was darling, and then I was like, no, who, what's her name, what's
1: her name? Oh yeah, <laughs> Julie, 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 man! I'm sure she gets that a lot. We cannot be friends anymore if you have not seen Buffy.
2: My mom said I worshipped Satan. And? So I
1: wasn't
2: allowed
1: to watch it. Well, how else are you going to worship Satan? I
2: know.
1: You could read Stephen I'm, King. <laughs> or watch Supernatural. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to do that either. Apparently that's another <laughs> <fact>. <laughs> Satan is reading
2: Stephen
1: King. <laughs> Hooray! Alright, I've just gotta
0: say... Because every TV show or movie I have ever seen gets this wrong. That is not how tasers work. Just take my word for it. Look at videos of people getting shot with tasers. That's not how tasers work.
1: Having said that, with the canon of that being how they work in this world, I just don't see Dean making that mistake. Now, the whole opening to me, where Dean got hurt, that whole opening was really weak to me. They shoehorned that in. Yeah, it was just a, we need an excuse to get Dean to a faith healer, so right. let's write this really yeah. quick thing. But if that were true, I don't think, I mean, Dean was clearly
2: in a puddle of water. But he didn't, I don't think he knew that the, the thing, whatever it was, was barefoot, because it was like, he shot it, and then it quickly panned down to the feet, as if, like, well, that was an act. I just, I
1: just, it doesn't matter, because, <laughs> as we say, it was just quickly shoehorned in there. I just don't yeah. believe Dean would have made that mistake. The, yeah. whole, the, whole, the whole thing was just like, nope, nope. Well, well, and wasn't
0: that the first instance that we saw the water i mean like other than that everything just looked normal and then all of a sudden it's like oh hey taser oh water yeah mm-hmm. I, uh, so yeah that that whole opening scene was just in my opinion terrible
1: and then we move into the doctors going oh well he's just gonna die sorry he's a young healthy man he would have been well i don't know if the man part of it is important i don't know but he's he's young and healthy he would have been put at the top of the transplant list he would have been a perfect transplant candidate instead they're like yep sorry got a couple weeks
2: yeah or maybe a couple of months right i had a friend that had an older brother that had a heart attack and they think it was because he'd been smoking cigarettes since he was like 10 and that'll do it and he like had a massive heart attack was in the hospital for like a week, whatever, and he was fine. Mm-hmm. Like, they were like, stop smoking cigarettes, and he'll be fine. So I had a really hard time believing there was this taser yeah. that almost killed him. Yeah. And we could have
1: this whole conversation <laughs> about where the path of electricity has to go, but
2: I yeah. mean, we've already established
1: that the opening was dumb. So yeah, yeah, it was terrible. We'll just move on past that. Yeah.
2: So, the, the monster, though, looked like Sloth from the Goonies, and uh, so I was just like, Sloth!
1: <laughs> yeah. Also, they called him a raw head.
2: Did they? Yeah. I didn't catch that, because I was yeah. trying to. Yeah. What, is, what is that in reference?
0: I have no idea. I have no idea, and I don't think we ever see that mm-hmm. monster
1: ever again. Okay,
2: I'm gonna do some, some lore checking. Okay. okay. But we're gonna
1: move on to... The actual episode. The actual episode.
0: <laughs> For which I will say, I did not take a whole lot of notes. Now, I don't choose. get me wrong, oh. I like most of this episode, but I, fa- I think I found myself watching it more than I was taking notes. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's I, this is not, in my opinion, one of the stronger episodes of season no. one.
1: You know, it's- Eric Kripke, who is the guy who created this whole show, apparently this is his favorite episode of season one.
0: It has to be because of Julie Benz.
1: It's actually, it's kind of, it's kind of like at the same time, really good and really bad. At the same time, there's some right. fascinating twists in there, right. like, like you're all about, oh Roy, Roy's the bad guy. No, Roy's an innocent. Yeah. Sue- Ann. Sue Ann. the sweet preacher's wife, is the bad guy. And you know what, I'm just going to jump to my talking about female characters, because then we can move on past it. I actually was all, this, this episode was written by, I believe them to be two women. So, I started off being really frustrated with how one-dimensional the women are. I mean, Layla is just a saint. Layla is a saint, and there's nothing about her that's not saintly. Her mother is a very determined and forceful mother, and even Sue Ann actually had a little bit of depth to her, but even at that, she was just this devoted wife, and everything she did was to save her husband. But then... Roy's pretty one-dimensional too, Yeah. and in this episode, Sam and Dean are both pretty one-dimensional. Yeah. So I think that what I was initially seeing as a problem with the way the female characters were written is actually a problem with the way all the characters were written. There wasn't a lot of depth to any of them. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I can agree with that. So we will move on off of that subject. Yeah, or we won't. I,
0: Um.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I thought this episode was interesting... I did not think it was good, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think looking at it from, like, a critiquing perspective, it was not good. But I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. There's a lot
1: about it that is good. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Not 100%, but there is a lot. that, Like, the Reaper, um, when he's going after the protester, and then Dean breaks Sue Ann's concentration, right. and the Reaper stands up. There's this little just quirk smile. of a smile yes. as he turns away, and that that's just a, an amazing that that one moment just said so much yes. that I just I really liked it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. one thing with this episode is
0: Sue Ann basically she's punishing those who she considers to be immoral, but the fact of the matter is number one she's killing people knowingly. Mm-hmm. She's, which, yes, I know they're immoral, but thou shalt not commit murder, thou shalt not kill, whatever you want to call it. And the fact, too, that she's using black magic Mm -hmm. to contain a reaper and then using that for her own purposes, because it's not altruistic. She's doing it because everything about their lives was failing, Mm -hmm. including Roy on the verge of death. Right nobody was coming to their church nobody was doing any of these things so she was using it for personal benefit yeah. and that in my opinion is one of the most immoral things and so like
1: her getting her comeuppance in the end was oh that was was rather um, nice here is here is the <laughs> i'm gonna sorry i'm gonna jump all over it when you look at the headlines the guy that died for dean was openly gay yeah mm-hmm. the anthem is a teacher The woman who died for the guy with respiratory problems was an abortion activist. Yep. And then the guy that was going to die for Layla was just protesting them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was calling them frauds. And then, of course, there was Dean for interfering was going to die. Right. And so when we get to the immorality, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm to actually give you your biblical beliefs in in immorality on the gay guy and the abortion rights activist. I don't agree with you, but I'm going from at least from your point of view, I can see that. But the guy that's just protesting you, mm-hmm. no, yeah, <laughs> no, you don't get a pass on that one. Actually, she doesn't get a pass on any of them. I just want to be very clear. Yeah. She does not get a pass on any of them. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying I can at least see her point of view.
2: I was really hoping that at the end, Sam and Dean would like try to bargain with the Reaper and be like, "Give her Layla's. Give her a disease that she was trying to put on somebody else. Not only Layla could have a happy ending.
1: I think but that would have been cheating. I I too. don't care. I it. <laughs> well, one thing that Dean never really because he kept complaining the whole time that somebody died for me, mm-hmm. if they had not been there. Mm-hmm. If they had not gone there, and if Dean had not been healed, because what made Dean realize something was going on was not that he got healed, but that he saw the Reaper. Right. That's what made Dean realize something was going on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If they had not gone there and Dean had not been healed, they would have kept doing it. Yep. So it was necessary that they go there. And it was necessary that Dean get healed. And yes, it was very, very sad that Layla did not get healed. But that brings me back to the one-dimensional thing that I said I was done talking about. Like I said, we're not. What kind of saint would not be mad at Dean? He is not telling her why he Mm -hmm. is stopping it. At no point, there was was one point I think he said, you've just got to trust me, or you've just got to believe me. But he never explained the why. And she's just like, I forgive you. Mm -hmm. Good luck to you. She's not mad at him, and I just, like, no, I don't care. Well, and, uh, <laughs> You might be mad at him.
0: I yeah. think part of that may be, too, in that she had already accepted her fate, mm-hmm. because whenever she and her mom go to talk to Roy and Sue Ann, she goes up and she says, yeah, we're back again. And she knows that it's her mother who is pushing this. Her mother is the one who wants this, because, I mean, what parent wants to lose a child? None. But, well, okay, there are some. But anyway, <laughs> I think she had come to grips with the fact that she was not going to live. Mm-hmm. And that's why, too, I think in the tent, whenever Dean is doing his lame ass attempt at stopping everything, I think if he had been like, look, how this works is somebody else has to die in order for mm-hmm. you to live,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I think she would have said, okay, I'm out
2: yeah for
0: sure but with dean not trusting her enough in that point yeah of course she's going to say well you know what i know i'm going to do this because i mean ultimately everybody wants to live everybody wants to well
1: it occurs to me
0: some people don't (laughs) <laughs> That's going to be my catchphrase. It occurs to me
1: that they already had accepted that supernatural healing existed. Right. So you're you're absolutely right. You could have said somebody else is going to die. That would have been an okay thing to say.
2: I feel like a lot of the episodes throughout the season, we've been like, that doesn't really seem like Sam and Dean. That doesn't really seem like Sam and Dean. Or maybe this is Sam and Dean. And all of the other <laughs> seasons, not Sam and Dean. And that
0: that is quite possible. That is very possible. We kind of moved over this a little bit, but was there any lore beyond what was revealed in the episode that
2: you were able to find for this? I didn't want to do any digging because (laughs) the Reapers show up for several more episodes down the line. Right. And so I wanted to get the supernatural canon before I did any in-depth kind of Reaper research. Gotcha. Also, it, it mentions early on in the episode, or early on when they realize it's a Reaper, It's one of the first things they mention is that every culture around the world has some form of a Reaver. So I didn't, it'll help if we can get some more information on what is canon for supernatural universe before we try to find something else to compare it to. But the stuff that it did mention was that Reavers are the only thing that can give and take life. And I thought that give life was interesting because then that means they're there whenever babies are born. And I think that's really cute. Probably
0: because they're stealing the soul from another person and giving it to the baby.
2: Yeah, I thought about that. That's pretty interesting to um, to consider. Mm -hmm. Um, I will
1: also just say real quick that by season 12, Reapers are a lot more attractive.
2: So also it said (laughs) that the only people that can see them is if they're coming at you. Right. So just because you've seen them once doesn't mean that you can see them again.
0: They have to actively be coming for you, for you to see them. Yeah. Seems kind of cruel.
2: Yeah, it does, that would be, I would rather not. Once you're
0: dead, why do you care? I would oh, prefer not be... to spend the last five minutes
1: <laughs> screaming.
2: Yeah, yeah, running between cars yelling, help yeah. me. So I own several tarot decks, just because I think they're really pretty, and they display really nice. And you were some state. I do, if i <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> No. Anyway, so I looked at all my tarot decks, and I don't have any that have the Coptic Crosses on it. Oh, uh, what's interesting. Yep. Yeah, and I have the kind of the standard one, and yeah, my, my death doesn't have a Coptic cross on it. So I don't know if those, because it was talking about how those appeared after some religious figures got into necromancy. So maybe right. I just don't have the right kind of black magic deck. But I will search, so we'll see. Man. If
0: you sacrifice a few humans, use the flesh, you can make your own deck. You
2: know? um, okay. By the way, guys, I'm having <laughs> a just for fun. <laughs> if <laughs>
1: Alright guys, so at this time we are going to take a break. I would really like you guys to please go visit us on iTunes or Google Play and give us a rate and a review. Maybe give us a subscribe, that helps us out a bunch. I'd really like you to consider tweeting about us or telling a friend. You can learn more about us and chat with us on Twitter and Instagram.
2: Uh, you can find us on Twitter at tfb underscore spn fancast, and you can find us on Instagram at the family business underscore spn fancast. And then you can also see some of our fun supernatural-related posts and links to the episodes on Tumblr at smartcast.tumblr. That is the Tumblr for all of the sister casts as well. So Collective Snark, which is a podcast for fun goodness, and Once More with Feeling, which is a 20th anniversary Buffy fan cast, and then there's Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, which is a good, cool, guy, no work.
1: And finally, I'd like to thank. Gumby Cat Networks for hosting us. That's gumbycatnetworks.com. It is a podcast network for a whole bunch of interesting podcasts. There's Art, I Swear, Maja Day, RPG, Phantom of the Podcast. One I'd really like you to consider looking at is called Ultimate Showdown. It is surprisingly fun. It is a bunch of big nerds, much like us, big nerds, sitting around and talking about who would win in a fight. You know, looking at my notes, I see that we've covered pretty much everything that I had written down. Then I would like to some... talk about Roy. Go right we ahead. talk about Roy? Yeah, go
0: ahead and talk about Roy.
1: Okay, so Roy, Roy is a, a really good character. I really like Roy because he manages to hit that fine line between I'm just a really pious, good Christian man, and I am really a little bit creepy. Mm-hmm. And that enables you to believe that he is, in fact, the bad guy for a good part of the episode until you find out that it's actually his wife. Mm -hmm. Okay? I'm with you now. It's a cool plot twist, and I liked it. But here's the thing. Roy has something because he says he is seeing into people's hearts. The Lord is telling them who... To heal. Right. And when he talks to Dean, he says, you're a young man with an important purpose, a job to do, and it isn't finished. And that is a true thing. Right. Also, the two times near the end that his healing fails, he knows. He knows something's going wrong. Right. So I don't know what Roy is doing, and I don't know what Roy is feeling, but he's got something. And so let's talk about that. What do you think that is? Um uh, hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I maybe
0: maybe it's the fact that he was like so near death. Mm-hmm. He was touched or close to being touched by a Reaper until mm-hmm. Sue Ann stepped in right. and prevented that from happening. And maybe maybe it's just the fact that he was so close to death himself. And two, he now I mean he he has to feel that power mm-hmm. that's coming from the reaper because they they become connected whenever they're both touching the same person. I mean, there's that connection mm-hmm. that has to be formed there. So maybe that's it? I don't
2: know. Hmm. I believe a little bit in the supernatural. I think there's are Oh, uh, there's you said the title. i Sorry. Right. I, think, <laughs> I think everybody has a little bit of, uh, of, of, a, of a sixth sense intuition thing going on. So maybe, I kind of agree with Shannon, maybe maybe he just was able to tap into that a bit better than most.
1: Hmm. Possibly.
2: All right.
1: I don't know, but I just will say that his comment about seeing into, into Dean's mm-hmm. heart, that was true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well then, this is also, to the best of my knowledge, the first time we see... That really self-sacrificing martyrdom that Dean just really claims as his own. Yeah. Up to and including the fact that he did not run from the Reaper. Yeah. Everyone else who saw a Reaper ran. Yeah. And Dean just stood there and let him come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that that's because, I mean, he
0: figured that, you know, well, I shouldn't be alive anyway. Mm-hmm. So, it's almost like giving back what doesn't belong to him.
1: I also think there was a part of him that really wanted Layla to be healed. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: Definitely. Well, and too, I mean, he started out with the whole Dean, hey, I'm the sexy guy kind of talk, you know, with Layla at the beginning. But then, as he learns more about her and he gets to know her and all of this, it becomes, I got something that she really deserved. Mm -hmm. and so he lays off with that stuff completely i mean even to the point where at the end whenever sam invites her over to the room and says you know i'm gonna leave you alone dean doesn't try anything Mm -hmm. and uh, take that however you will but Mm -hmm. i think he is just so focused on the fact that he feels like he robbed her of something Mm -hmm. true because while she isn't the next person after dean to be healed she is the one who was going to be healed whenever he started trying to stop it. Mm -hmm. And so he robbed her twice, Mm -hmm. and I think that that was almost more than he could handle. Especially having to face her again, and the fact Mm -hmm. that she wasn't just like, you know, flying off the handle going batshit crazy on him, that she was just very stoic and she was accepting. And I think that part of that too may have just really messed with his head.
1: And one other thing I'll mention is that when you know the five-year arc, of course, of course Dean had to be healed. Right. And I'm not talking about Dean being one of the main characters of Supernatural. Right. I'm talking about Dean has a purpose. He has a job to do, and it isn't finished. Well, and that's one of the things, too,
0: that I think Eric Kripke does really well over the five-year span Mm -hmm. Is everything, even though we've got like these standalone episodes and some that are connected and some that aren't, he sets up the purpose of Sam and Dean and John. He sets those up very well mm-hmm. and he executes them very well. Brilliantly. Ultimately. I, would say. I mean, along the way, mm-hmm. there's some stumbling and there's some crappy episodes occasionally or whatever, but f- for the most part, that arc that he envisioned. Mm-hmm culminates in a true vision.
1: It does. I've said this before, but it's almost like you're walking around a housing development they the building and you see some piles of lumber over here and you see some windows over there and you see some of those what do they call them? Trusses yeah. that they use to build roofs. Yeah. And you turn around and you come back and there's a house and you're like, oh my God yeah. I <laughs> look Look at what you did with this stuff that was just lying around. Oh, my God, you had a plan. I'm really impressed with the five-year Yeah,
0: part. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm having a hard time figuring
2: that out. So, yeah. You hide it very well. I know, I'm
1: very stoic about this <laughs> stuff.
2: Okay, so there was a quote in there or a line, I guess, that Dean says, which is something about how it's hard at believing in something so much and have it disappoint you like that. Mm-hmm. And this is an episode right after they've just spoken to Dad, and Dad immediately gives him a job, and Dean goes gung-ho for it. He's like, absolutely. I mean, Dean gets sick, is going to die, and he has to know that Sam must have called Dad. And, and Dad, Dad didn't, didn't come. He didn't...
1: Or respond. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Which... And just occurs to me, actually, also fits in the overall story. I
2: really that that line really st- like uh, words. Mm -hmm. (laughs) i just it was i think i'm pretty sure he says it to layla about the faith healing in general it's so often we see sam and dad's relationship at kind of at war with Mm -hmm. each other and then dean coming to terms with the lack of relationship he had with his mom it's different to see dad and dean at, Mm -hmm. at, at odds
0: so i think there was a moment whenever i thought roy was going to turn green and sprout ears that are really big, uh, I'm referring to a Yoda moment, of course, because (laughs) whenever Dean tells him, you know, I'm not a believer, and he says, you will be, you will be. Yes. (laughs) I was just like, oh my gosh. And so, you know, that just kind of struck me as funny. I don't know why it stood out enough for me to be able to bring it up here, but it, it definitely did strike
1: me. Well, you know, in the previous episode, and I meant to mention this, I don't know why I didn't, there was the line about you know the good of the many outweighs oh, yes. Yes. the good of the of the one. Yes, it's like
0: thanks Spock. <laughs> and I had written that down. I actually did write that down, and mm-hmm. I didn't bring it up. But yeah. yeah, they definitely channel a lot of a lot of other stuff mm-hmm. in this show.
2: In the beginning, whenever they go down into the cellar, I wrote a uh, very Texas Chainsaw Massacre esque. Because mm. in the, in the one that came out in the early 2000s, that's like when the police are going down to investigate the cellar or whatever. Right. Like there was just, there was one shot. It was just for like like two, three seconds that I was like, oh, that looks like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Because they did, they had that, that scene in the, the last one that must have been inspired by something.
1: Yeah. It, it could have been because Rawhead, there was something going on with his head. Yeah, so exactly. yeah, it could absolutely be. There
2: was water in the cellar.
1: Like, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, I had another thing to mention. Yes. I think it's very significant that Layla's mom does not believe that God is doing the choosing. Mm -hmm. And I say that because she bitches constantly that Layla was not chosen. And the response to her is always when the Lord tells me. But Layla's mom remains angry, so the one who has dragged her daughter to a faith healer does not appear to have complete faith in the process. Well, but the thing is, is that she sees
0: that it's real. She sees that it's happening, and she knows that Layla's time is so short. Mm -hmm. I think that it shows her faith in that she's coming back night after night after night, But yeah, she's definitely very pushy with it. She's definitely like, when's it going to be her turn? Even to the point of telling Dean that he didn't deserve what he got, which he already believes himself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But she just comes right out and just like goes bulldog for the throat with telling him that, you know, he doesn't deserve
1: it. Did I already bring up that Dean was actually a little bit sympathetic to Sue Ann? You didn't. Mm -hmm. Well, there is a scene when Sam, it's before the final final conflict, and Sam and Dean are talking, and Sam is condemning Sue Ann for the dark magic and binding a reaper, and Dean says she was defending her husband. She saved her husband from the reaper, and I just thought it was interesting... I guess it's once again that dynamic of Dean being so invested in family that it made sense to him well, that she would be defending her husband from the reaper. And, and Dean even
0: referred to her as desperate. She was desperate yes. to save her husband. Mm-hmm. Of course, once she saved her husband, then things just kind of went downhill from there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she was doing what she felt was best for her family, yeah. which was protecting her husband. So
1: I can, I can yeah. kind of see that and Sam also makes I thought it was actually a pretty good line about putting a dog leash on a great white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of I kind of feel like Sue Ann had to keep doing what she was doing or right. the reaper was absolutely I mean obviously as soon as it got free it came for her. Right. And I think she had to know that was going to be the case.
0: But here's the thing, do you think if she had just trapped it and said, "Okay, if you leave my husband alone, I will let you go." do you think that would have been enough? Because she didn't leave well enough mm-hmm. alone. She realized the power that she had, and she was like, well, F this, I'm going to kill people, and I'm mm-hmm. going to do this. And, yeah. and if it's all for Jesus. <laughs> you know, so I do you think that it would have made a difference if she would just been like, hey, look, go away, and all's
1: good? This reaper didn't talk. Reapers we will see later talk.
2: But... Was he like that because he was being held by dark magic?
1: Mm Because his face
2: was kind of clawed up, and then in future episodes, they're not all clawed up. You know, they look like normal... People, Some So is, do, that, yeah. is that something that you think was... It's possible. You could, you could explain away as uh-huh. just that the dark magic was, like, holding him?
0: Maybe. Whenever he was freed, he was... I mean, you could see the sadistic glee on mm-hmm. his face. Like, bitch, I've got you now. <laughs> you know? I mean, he, he purposefully went after her yeah, at he that did. point. And he left Roy alive. Yes, he did. So he didn't have a problem with Roy. Exactly. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Well, we're drawing
1: near the end. Is there any last thing just burning a hole in your brain that you want to share? I just wish, because, you know, we started off talking about Julie Benz. And Julie Benz is a great actress. Yes. And she can do so much. And I just feel like she was wasted. Yeah. She was wasted on this character. But she did an amazing job with it. She did. She made this character so
0: sympathetic and so just down to earth. And you felt for her. You Well, Mm -hmm. at least I did i felt for her i cared for her and i just i think she did an amazing job with can you
1: it. just imagine and she's too young for it but can you just imagine if she were playing sue ann i think that she would have made sue ann into a
0: gigantic evil bitch and would have had great glee with it mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Because, I mean, she did an amazing job with Darla. And, I mean, that whole sadistic, Mm -hmm. you know, sweet, innocent all wrapped up into one. Yeah, she could have done an amazing job with that, I think.
1: Okay,
0: that's it for me. Yep, yeah. alright. Well, guys, we are out of time for this week, but we ask that you come back and join us next week whenever we will be discussing episode 13 entitled Route 666. So, or, you know, 666, whichever way you want to say it. Sorry, Satan. But until then, guys, carry on. Jerk, bitch. Gumby Cat Productions, podcasts for podcast people. Meow. Yeah. Yeah.